Welcome to the You're Not Alone podcast show. This is your host, Danny, coming to you with another uplifting message of hope and inspiration. I want to tell you, today is a day of victory. I don't know how you're feeling, what's going on. Y'all know it's like two days before Christmas. And I know that uh, people are anxious for the holidays. I know there's some people worried about how they're going to pay their rent, how they're going to feed their family, how they're going to provide for their children in the midst of this situation where people are not working on time, but all kinds of things are going on. We're still living in the COVID a pandemic where the numbers are high and we're still walking around with masses. But I want to tell you that God is faithful in the midst of whatever's going on around you. I don't care how bad it looks. I don't see, care how bad it feels. God is there for you. And if you need a miracle, you can call on him to, to be that miracle for you. He's that way maker. He's that person that you can depend on in a crisis situation. You know, uh, I know, uh, guess what? It ain't over. Whatever is going on, it's not over. So I want to encourage you. Whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind that he loves you with an everlasting love. Uh, you are not alone. You might feel alone. You might be disconnected from people. You might not have no one that you're going to spend Christmas with. You might have no one you might spend uh, New Year's Eve with a New Year's Day. But don't worry about it. You're not alone. God is going to be with you. He's going to keep you. He's going to keep you strong. He's going to keep you active. He's going to bless you. Even when you don't see it. Sometimes, you know, we have to walk this thing. We have to walk it by faith. It says what? We walk by faith not by sight sometimes you know it's just cloudy in other words sometimes you know you've been trusting and believing hoping that god would do this and do that okay and guess what sometimes you know just because it doesn't happen doesn't mean that uh it's a bad thing maybe it wasn't meant to be maybe god is reserving you for something else so sometimes just you just got to find it within yourself to know that god is in control sometimes we lose sight i lose sight that god is in control if I don't keep my eyes on him, that's why we got to stay in the word of God. We got to keep our eyes on him. Romans 12, 1, 2 says, renew your mind. In other words, uh, be transformed from the world. Don't think like the world. Because when you have your mind set on the world, you end up being confused. And I don't know if you remember what we left off at. We had talked about Jacob, the supplant of the liar, part one. But now we first roll to part two. Part two is going to be a little different because guess what? See, because all the mistakes that Jacob had made along the way to get the blessing, now he's supposed to get a name change. So the title of this message is going to be something totally different than what you can even imagine. It's going to be Jacob to Israel. Name change. What? Jacob to Israel. Name change. What? And what I'm saying is this, that because of the things that he did through the aid of his mother to deceive his father, to, to take the blessing from his brother. And remember what I said in the first part, that they didn't have to do that because God had revealed to the mother that, guess what? The older son was going to serve the younger. And all she had to do was speak to her husband and say, hey, honey, God spoke to me. And this is what he told me. And what she could have done from that moment on that God revealed it to her, she just could have kept piping into her husband's ear. 
You know, God told me when I was carrying these babies that the, the younger one would be over the older one. The older one would serve, serve him. And this is what all she had to do. But sometimes if you're in a relationship, you're married, don't withhold things from your mate because they need to know. Even if it's hard for you to do, find a way to uh, say, hey, honey, this is what's going on with me right now. Don't wait. Don't allow the enemy to come in to use that against you. Because at the end of the day, sometimes you can't come back from those mistakes. So in other words, trust me, God loves you with an everlasting love. Remember, whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. He loves you with an everlasting love. He would never leave you nor forsake you in your hour and time of need. I'm just so excited to be able just to talk to you about the goodness of God. In other words, and, and we're going to get into this thing, Jacob to Israel. The name change. There's a blessing when God changes your name. That means that God has taken all the negative things that you have done in the past and set you on a different course. Set you on a different course. In other words, what started out can always end up changing in your life. Sometimes you just got to be able just to hold on to God's hand. Hold on to him with all that you can. Don't run from God. Don't let the enemy persuade you to run from God. Stay there. Trust God. Believe God. Love God. In the midst of everything that's going on. Let's pray. Oh, precious Father, in the name of your son, Jesus Christ, I just thank you for the day, Father. I thank you, Father, because we're two days from celebrating the birth of our Savior. Father, I pray, Father, that this word will penetrate people's hearts, Father. I pray, Father, for all the people that are lost, all the people that are hurting. Father, I pray, Father, right now, Father, for people who have needs and they don't know what they're going to do, how they're going to make it, what they're going to eat. They don't have no money. They don't have anything, God. All they got is hope and trust in you, Father. Make a way for them, Father. Provide for them in this season, Father. Don't leave them helpless, Father, because I'm telling the world, Father, that what your word says. Your word says this. You would never leave us nor forsake us in our hour and time and need. That's what your word says. You would never leave us or forsake us in our hour and time and need. Father, be there for your people. Show them that you care. Let them believe that they're not alone, Father. The only way they're going to believe what I said is that Whatever's on their heart and mind is on your heart and mind. If you show up, Father, I ask you to show up, Father. I ask you to show up for a mighty way. And also, you know, uh, I just want to tell you that uh, in Jesus' name, amen. I also want to tell you and I want to thank you for all the people that listen to this podcast throughout, you know, since it, since it started. In other words, I want to tell you I, I appreciate y'all, you know. And, and one of the things that, I, that I'm going to do from now on is to let you know that I appreciate the people and and where you at listen. I thank the people in Illinois who has been listening to the podcast. I thank the people in South Carolina who's been listening to the podcast. The people in New York, I thank you, God. The people in Pennsylvania, I thank you, God. The people in Wisconsin and California. And Father, and for the country of Russia, Spain and Iran, the United Kingdom and Canada, I thank y'all for just listening. One here what God has put on my heart to share with you. And like I said, I'll be reading from the New American Standard Bible today. I want to let you know that I got a word, not my word. I got God's word. 
that guess what? You can overcome through God. And God will change you. He will take whatever things that, you know, hey, sometimes people just can't see God change you. But that's all right. But God will change you. And some people will see the change. They'll see the difference. Because guess what? When we get to this, we're going to see that there's going to be a change between Jacob and Esau. Or Israel and Esau. Because by the time that Jacob sees Esau, his name has changed. His name is going to be Israel. And so I'll be starting Genesis 28. And we're just going to roll with it. We're going to roll with it. We're going to roll with it. We're going to roll with it. So now when we left off, Esau wanted to kill Jacob. And so Jacob got to leave home because guess what? Now his testing period is about to begin for him in his life. And so let's look at Genesis chapter 28. So Isaac called Jacob and blessed him and charged him and said to him, you should not take a wife from the daughters of Canaan. Arise, go to, to Padaram, to the house of Bartholomew, your mother's father. And from there, take yourself a wife from the daughters of Laban, your mother's brother. And may God Almighty bless you. Make you fruitful and multiply that you may become a company of people and he also give you the blessings of Abraham to you and to your descendants with you that you may possess the land of your sojourners which God gave to Abraham then Isaac sent Jacob away he went to Padaram to Laban son of Bartholomew the Aramean, the brother of Rebekah, the mother of Jacob and Esau. Now Esau saw that Isaac had blessed Jacob and sent him away to Panaran to take himself a wife from there. And that when he blessed him, he charged him saying, you should not take a wife from the daughters of Canaan. And Jacob had obeyed his father and his mother and had gone to Panaran. So Esau saw the daughters of Canaan displeased his father father Isaac and Esau went to Ishmael and married beside the wives he had. So now this is what Esau did. Esau said, man, this, this ain't work out for me. I didn't get the blessings, man. This is going to upset my parents, but I'm going to do something on my own. I'm going to go make me, a, get me another wife. In other words, not from uh, what my parents want me from, but because I'm angry. So what he did, he married out of anger at the end of the day because he wanted to get back at his parents because he felt that he got robbed, in other words. So I want to tell you this. God has a plan for you. Even when it falls apart, God has a plan for you. Do not give up on God because God won't give up on you. I don't care how they turn their backs on you. I don't care what they say about you. Understand that at, at but God see, God never sees you where you're at. He sees you where you're going. This is one of the reasons why when David was chosen by God, God said, I see a man after my own heart. David was a, was a teenage boy when God chose him. But God just didn't see him as a boy. God saw him in his future. So when God sees you, 
in spite of all the mistakes you think that you might have made and that you have compounded, what God sees is God sees the finished works that you have. God sees the finished works that you're about to do. God knows your failures. He knows your shortcomings. He knows that you're going to mess up. But also he knows that when you get it right, you're going to get it right. And when you get it right, you know what you're going to do? You're going to pursue God all the way without hesitation. In other words, you'll be the person that God called you to be. Just hold on to God. Don't be discouraged. Trust God in the midst of your heartache and pain. Know that God loves you. I think that's one of the greatest things you have to understand, that God loves you. That he truly do loves you. He truly does care about you. That he cares about everything that you're concerned with. You know, from the littlest thing to the biggest thing. In other words, don't think that there's nothing too small that God doesn't care about you about. You have to know that God loves you so much that, you know, that he sent his only begotten son. Guess what? He had him born. This is the season. The season for the reason. But let's roll on down to verse 10. Then Jacob departed from Beersheba and went to Haran. And he came to a certain place and spent the night there because the sun had set. And he took one of the stones and placed it and put it under his head and laid down in the place. And he had a dream. And behold, a ladder was set on, set on the earth with his top reaching the heavens. And behold... The angel of God was ascending and descending on it. And behold, the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord, the God of your father Abraham, the God of Isaac, the land of which you lie. I will give it to you and to your descendants. Your descendants shall also be like the dust of the earth and you shall spread out to the east, the west, the north and to the south and in you and your descendants shall all the families of the earth be blessed and behold I am with you I will keep you wherever you go and I will bring you back to the land for I will not leave you until I have done what I have promised do you understand what God God always he ain't going to leave you until he gets it done. He tells Jacob he had to leave home because his brother wanted to kill him. He lied to get the blessing. He had to do this because his mother instructed him to do it. He lied to his father. Now he, he has to get out and be on his own. Now he's out here, just out here. In other words, when he leaves, guess what? He's not leave, he don't leave home with wealth. All he has is a staff. All he has is a stick, in other words, and he walking. And he set out because guess what? What God is going to do, sometimes it might appear like God is tearing you down. But when God is tearing you down, what he's getting ready to do, he's getting ready to build you back up. Whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. God loves you with an everlasting love. I want you to know that, that God loves you. And so that you can see this, and so that you can know this, that you can know what's going on, that God loves you, that God will not leave you. Like I said, he's going to get a name change, but it's going to come along with some conditions. This name change is going to come along with some conditions. But guess what? 
He's going to get there because God is going to get him there. And, and I just want to share you just, you know, how God is. God said that, you know, hey, I'm, I'm not going to leave you until it's done. In other words, God declares this to him. In other words, he said, your descendants should be, also be like the dust of the earth. And you should spread out to the west, to the east, to the north, and to the south. And in you and in your descendants shall all the families of the earth be blessed. And behold, I am with you and will keep you wherever you go and will bring you back to the land for I would not leave you until I have done what I have promised you. This, then Jacob woke up from his sleep and said, surely the Lord is in this place and I did not know it. And he was afraid and said, how awesome is this place? This is none other than the house of God. And this is the gate of heaven. So Jacob rose early in that morning and took the stone that he had put under his head and set it up as a pillar and poured oil on it to the top. And he called the name of the place Bethel. However, it was previously named the city had been Luz. Then Jacob made a vow saying, if God would be with me and would keep me on this journey that I take and would give me food to eat and garments to wear and I return to my father's house in safety, then the Lord will be my God. And the stone which I have set up as a pillar will be God's house. And all thou does, I will give me, I will surely give a tenth to thee. Now you see, Jacob is saying, that he's going to, if God bring him all the way back, he's going to give God a tenth and he's going to give God a tithe of what he does. In other words, God, whatever you do for me, God, I'm going to give you a tenth of it back. So all the people who are listening to me right now, I want, I want us to take a moment and tell God the same thing. Because I don't know what you're going through, but sometimes I want, you, I, I want to show you how this tithe thing work, this tenth thing. So in other words, we see it. This is, this is before Moses. This is bef before the tabernacle that he said that he would give God a tenth. And so today, this is what I'm saying. Then Danny made a vow saying, God will be with me and will keep me on this journey that I take and will give and give me food to eat and garments to wear. And I return to my father's house in safety. Then the Lord will be my God. See, and I give God a tenth. So what I'm telling God, God, if you, if you keep me in this path that you got me on right now, if you provide for me along the way, God, I surely will give you a tenth back. Because I want you to understand that, you know, uh, this is, this unleash, unlock blessings in people's lives. So I want you to know that. So in other words, so that's why I publicly did that. So you'll know that whatever God does for me, that I'm going to give him a tenth. That I'm going to give it back to him. And guess what? A tenth ain't bad because I'm saying I'm going to hold on to 90. So, <laughs> so who, 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 who's winning out? 
guess what? You can never be God and give it. So I want you to take that pledge with me. That you promised God that you're going to give him a tenth when he restores you to the place where you want to be at and gives you the things that you need. Tell God, God, I'm going to give it back to you today, like Danny said. Whether it's on your heart and mind, it's on God's heart and mind. Take a step and make a vow to God. Let God know you're serious about wanting things in your world to change. And so now we finished the roll on to guess what? When I told you about the lie and how his mother had him lie and how they, she put these clothes on, his brother's clothes on, he took gold hair. They did a whole bunch of deceptions to, to Isaac, knowing that he couldn't, his eyes was dim, that he couldn't see, and everybody was lying to him, you know, getting him to uh, unleash this God's blessing upon the younger son instead of the older son. And like I said, all the wife had to do was just tell her husband, hey, baby, God has a different plan. He wants you to bless Jacob. In other words, because guess what? She's his wife. In other words, through intimacy and just being together and loving one another, uh, you think he's not going to hearken to his wife? And she says that God has said, because at the end of the day, remember like this, it says that his wife came to him when he was 40 and asked him to intercede for God to give them children. And it says that at the age of 60, she had twins. So in other words, if her husband had the ability to talk to God at that time, he sure could have went back to God and confirmed what was said to him by asking God, hey, God, my wife told me that just what you told her, in other words. And, you know, and God would, because that's who God, God, God is not a man. He should not lie. God is not capricious. And so let's go to, we're going to roll down to where he's about to get some payback. There's consequence behind the things that we do, whether we like them or not. Here come the consequence. Then Jacob went on his journey. This is Genesis chapter 29, New American Standard Bible. And came to the land of the sons of the east. And he looked and saw a well in the field. Behold, three flocks of sheep were lying there beside it. From that well they were watered, watering their flocks. Now the stone on the mouth of the well was large. And when the flock were gathering, there, they would then roll the stone from the mouth of the well and water the sheep and put the stone back in its place on the mouth of the well. And Jacob said to them, my brother, where are you from? They said, where are you from? Haran. And he said to them, do you know Laban, the son of Nahor? And they said, we know him. And he said to them, is it's well with him and they said it is well and behold Rachel his daughter is coming with the sheep and he said behold it is still high day it is not time for the livestock to be gathering water the sheep and go pasture them so guess what like I said the lie is getting ready tell me the lie he finished to get paid back but they said, we cannot until all the flock are gathered and they roll the stone from the mouth of the well. Then we watered the sheep. And while he was still speaking with them, Rachel came with her father's sheep, for she was a shepherd dress. And it came about when Jacob saw Rachel, the daughter of Laban, his mother's brother, and the sheep of Laban, his mother's brother, Jacob went up and rolled the stone from the mouth 
of the well and watered the flock and Laban his mother's brother. Then Jacob kissed Rachel and lifted up his voice and wept. And Jacob told Rachel that he was a relative of her father and that he was Rebekah's son. And she ran and told her father. So it came about that Laban heard the news of Jacob, his sister's son, and he ran to meet him and embraced him and kissed him and brought him to his house. Then he related to Laban all these things. And Laban said to him, Surely you are my bones and my flesh. And he stayed with him a month. Then Laban said to Jacob, Behold, you are my relatives. Should you therefore serve me for nothing? Tell me, what should your wages be? Now Laban had two daughters. The name of the older was Leah. The name of the younger was Rachel. And Leah's eyes were weak, but Rachel was beautiful of form and face. Rachel was beautiful, said she was formally shaped. And I'm talking about, you know, I, I, I'll give you a tad bit. Uh, they, when they talk about Joseph, even in the Quran, they said that, you know, that he was just a, the reason why Potiphar's wife just flipped out for Joseph, it says that, you know, that Potiphar's wife was considered to be one of the most noble women of the land. But because of Joseph's beauty and shape, that she instantly got filled with lust. In other words, just because he looked at that good. So in other words, just letting you know. And you know, so that's just a little, just a little insight I just want to share with you. And so, now Jacob is, is supposed to get, get dealt with some of the stuff that he, he dealt to his brother. And it's going to be done by a family like he did to his brother. His brother was family. His Laban is Laban and Laban is his uncle. So he, they, some things are going to happen. But he's going to learn something. He's going to get a name change behind all the stuff that's going on. Let's check it out. Now, this is verse 16. Now, Laban had two daughters. The name of the older was Leah. And the name of the youngest was Rachel. And Leah's eyes were weak, but Rachel was beautiful of form and face. Now, Jacob, Leah, Jacob loved Rachel. So he said, I will serve you seven years for your younger daughter, Rachel. And Laban said, it is better that I give her to you than I should give her to another man. Stay with me. So Jacob served seven years for Rachel. And they seemed to him but a few days because of his love for her. This man was so in love with this woman. Seven years only felt like a couple of days. Could you imagine how he felt about her? Can you, could you imagine that, you know, hey, I'm going to work seven years for her. That meant that <laughs> this woman had something on her that made him madly in love with her. But now, like I told you, remember I told you all the lying deceiving that him and his mother did to Isaac and how they ripped Esau off. And, and it ain't Esau because God told all, all, he, all she had to do was just explain it. Even explain to Esau as a child, hey, this is God's plan. I know God's plan. God shared it with me. And sometimes, you know, we have to be bold enough just to say those things that we need to say. 
Then Jacob said to Laban, give me my wife for my time is complete that I may go into her. He, 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 it's just, he, he, he ready. He been waiting for seven years, holding out. And Laban gathered all the men of the place and made a feast. Now it came about in the evening that he took his daughter Leah and brought her to him. And Jacob went into her and Laban also gave his maid Zephyr to his daughter Leah <coughs> as a maid. So it came about in that morning that behold, it was Leah. And he said to Laban, what is this you have done to me? Was it not for Rachel that I served with you? Why didn't have you deceived me? But Laban said, it is not the practice in our place to marry off the younger before the firstborn. Complete the week of this one and we will give you the other also for the service which you shall serve with me for another seven years. See, see how they came back on him. He got put back into more stuff, even more bad stuff you tell about. In other words, now check this out. He's not going to only end up with just Leah and Rachel, but he's going to end up with their maids. He's going to end up with four women. In other words, and this is going to be how the, the, the 12 tribe is going to be set up. Because it's going to be a whole bunch of stuff going on within this with Jacob. And so I just want you to see how the lie, the consequences, what he did. And so he had the he had he had a price he got deceived because it came back on him. So sometimes, you know, things happen to us when we think that, you know, that it's just it's, it's not supposed to happen to us. But remember like this, uh, everything comes with consequences in life, whether you want to receive it or not. And so now this is how God is going to build his people. Because guess what? Jacob is going to be blessed from the fruit of his womb because he's going to multiply children like nothing. He's going to have time. He's going to, He's going to build, help God build a nation. Understand this. He has a job to do for God. He has a job to do for God, and God is going to, 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 to build a nation through him. And, you know, I just want you to see that, there's, that God, is, he's, he's going to deal with him. And he, he's going to bless Jacob, and he's going to show Jacob, you know, how to get out this. Uh, but Laban, Laban is, that's not the only thing Laban is going to do to him, not just with tricking him with the daughters, but things are going to happen. Now, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna skip on over to Genesis 30, and we're going to see these, how these tribes come about. We're going to see how God does things, how God does things. And so... Let's go down to verse 28 in Genesis 29. And Jacob did so and completed her week. And he gave him his daughter, Rachel, as his wife. Laban also gave his maid, Bela, to his daughter. Rachel is her maid. So Jacob went into Rachel and also, and indeed, he loved Rachel more than Leah. And he served 
with Laban for another seven years. Now, see, now, Leah, we're going to talk about Leah for a minute because Leah, guess what? She knows that this man has been serving and waiting uh, for her younger sister. Now her father, her father concocts a plan. Well, hey, no one's asking for you. I'm just going to tell you, hey, you're going to go inside this tent. And when he comes in, you're going to become his wife. In other words, she had no choice because in these days, this <laughs> marriage was like arranged. So in other words, this was arranged marriage. So at this time, she's not going to disobey her parents. In other words, because it's just not, it's just not the case in that day. So she does that. But because she does it, it puts her in a place where she feels disregarded and not loved because the man was thrust on her. She didn't get a chance to get to know him. He didn't love her like he loved his, loved his sister. And we're going we're gonna to see that. So let's look at this. Now the Lord saw Leah was unloved, and he opened her womb, but Rachel was barren. This is really powerful. And Leah conceived and bore a son named him Reuben. For she said, because the Lord has seen my affliction, surely now my husband would love me. Then she conceived again and bore a son and said, Behold, the Lord has heard that I am unloved. and He therefore gives me the son also. She also named him Simeon. And she conceived again and bore a son and said, Now this time my husband will become attached to me because I have bore him three sons. Therefore, he has named Levi. And she conceived again and bore him a son and said, This time I will praise the Lord. Therefore, she named him Judah. Then she stopped bearing. Think, check, check this out. You, you know, she didn't have like four kids for this guy. And this guy still, you know, she can't get his love because he's in love with Rachel. So she, you know, she, so, she, so but God is, you know, doing something. He's building, this, he's building this 12 tribes. And you see all these names have attached with affection and, uh, and love to him, in other words, because she wants her husband to love her. In other words, she's hoping that every time that she bear a child for him that he'll look at her in a different light. Now, Rachel was, was barren. God's, God is fair. God's going to open her womb eventually. So just want you to know that. Now, she has to, now she's not going to have no children. Could you imagine, you know, you have four children, you want this man to love you. And, you know, uh, she didn't, in other words, she didn't fell in love with him. And now, and we're going to go to chapter 30. Now, when Rachel saw that she bore Jacob no children, she became jealous of our sisters. And she said to Jacob, give me children or else I die. And Jacob anger burnt against Rachel. And he said, am I in the place of God? Who has withheld from you the fruit of the womb? And he said, here's my maid, Bela. Go into her that she may bear on my knees, that through her I too may have children. So she gave him her Bela as a wife. And Jacob went into her. And Bela conceived and bore Jacob a son. 
Then Rachel said, God has vindicated me and has indeed heard my voice and has given me a son. Therefore, she named him Dan. And Rachel made Bela conceived again and bore Jacob a second son. So Rachel said with mighty wrestling, I have wrestled with my sister and I have deed prevailed. And she named him Nepotil. When Leah saw that she had stopped bearing, she took Hadmei Zephyr and gave her to Jacob as a wife. And, Leah, and Leah said, May Zephyr bear Jacob's sons. Then Leah said, How fortunate. So she named him Gad. And Leah made Zephyr bore Jacob a second son. Then Leah said, Happy am I, for women will call me happy. So she named him Asher. Now check this out. Now this is this is this is some tripped out stuff that's going on here. These women at war, they fighting over this man. They they, they getting pregnant. They sending they handmaids. They just forcing these women to sleep to make baby. These people don't have choices in these things. And so in, in other words, guess what? Jacob has a choice. Jacob just is just just being a man. In other words, at the end of the day, he's going in and in after every woman. In other words, but. Insight, understand this, even though God has a plan that men cannot fail because God is trying to build a nation. Now, this is, this, is, this is not the way that God intended for it to be, but this is the way that it occurred because of flesh gets involved. When flesh gets involved, this is how this happens. In other words, so they struggle with this. They fighting back one another. You take my maid. Uh, then you do this and do this and do this because they all fight for one man's affection. And, I, you know, uh, we're going to switch up because I don't want to like, you know, just, you know, I want you to read this. So uh, we're going to get all the way to now when Jacob is getting ready to encounter Esau. Because I want to I, I just want to speed it up for the sake of time. And we're going to go to the covenant at Mitzvah. We're going to go to Genesis 31, verse 43. Then Laban answered and said to Jacob, the daughters are my daughters and the children are my children and the flocks are my flocks and all that you see is mine. But what can I do this day to this, these my daughters or to their children whom they have born? So now come, let us make a covenant you and I, and let be witness between you and me. Then Jacob took a stone and set it up as a pillar. And Jacob said to his kinsmen, gather the stone. So that they took the stone, and he made a heap. And they ate there by the heap. Now Laban called it Jagger Shasadot, but Jacob called it Galilead. And Laban said, this heap is a witness between you and me this day. Therefore, it was named Galilee and Mitzvah, for he said, May the Lord watch between you and me when we are absent, one from the other. If you mistreat my daughters, or if you take wives besides my daughter, although no man is with us, see God is witness between you and me. And Laban said to Jacob, Behold, this heap, behold, is a pillar which I have set between you and me. This heap is a witness. This pillar is a witness that I will not pass by this heap to you for harm, and you will not pass by the heap that this pillar 
to me for harm. The name, the God of Abraham, the God of Nahor, the God of our fathers judged between us. So Jacob swore by the fear of his father Isaac, then Jacob offered a sacrifice into mountain called his kinsmen to the mill. And they ate in the mill and they spent the night on the mountain. And early that morning, Laban arose and kissed his son, his daughters, and blessed them. Then Laban departed and returned to his place. Now, Jacob is getting ready now to go back home. But he's getting ready to go back home, so he has this fear. And he has this fear because he know that when he left that his, his brother was going to kill him. Now he's on his way back home. And so Jacob has all this fear because guess what? Even though it's 20 years later, he's thinking about everything that's happened, what he has done, in other words. Now Jacob went on his way. The angel of God met him. And Jacob said, when he saw them, this is God's camp. So he named the place Mananim. Then Jacob sent a messenger before him to his brother Esau in the lands of Sur, the country of Edmund. He also commanded them, saying that they shall say to my lord Esau, Thus you should say to my lord Esau, I have sojourned with Laban and stayed until now, and I have oxen, donkeys, and, fl and flocks, male and female servants, and I have sent to tell my lord that I might find favor in your sight. And the messenger returned to Jacob, saying, we we came to your brother Esau, and furthermore, he is coming to meet you. And 400 men are with him. See, that's good. <laughs> that's good, Jacob. 400 men. Your brother got 400 people with him coming. And so Jacob is still thinking about his brother wanting to kill him. He don't understand that God had changed some things around. Because while God was working on him, God was working on Esau. God can do two things or do multiple things at one time. I just want you to know, whatever's in your heart and mind is on God's side of mind. He loves you. Then Jacob was greatly afraid and distressed, and he divided the people who were with him and the flocks and herds and the camels into two companies. For he said, if Esau comes to one company and attacks it, then the company which is left will escape. And Jacob said, oh, God, my father Abraham, the God of my father Isaac, oh, Lord, who did it say to me, return to your country and to your relatives and I will prosper you? Am I unworthy of all the loving kindness and all the faithfulness which thou hast shown thy servant for with my staff only? Have I crossed this Jordan? Now I have become two companies. Deliver me, I pray, from the hands of my brother, for the hands of Esau, for I fear him. Least he comes and attack the mother with the children. For thou didst say, I will surely prosper you and make your descendants as the sands of the sea, which cannot be numbered for a multitude. So he spent the night there. Then he selected from what he had with his presence for his brother Esau, 200 female goats, 20 male goats, 200 ewers, 20 rams, 30 milking camels, and their coats and 40 cows, 10 bulls, 20 female donkeys, 10 male donkeys. And he delivered them into the hands of his servants, every drove by itself. And he said to his servants, pass on before me and put a space between the droves. And he commanded one 
in front saying, when my brother Esau meets you, ask you saying, to whom you belong and where are you going? And to whom do these animals in front of you belong? Then you should say, these belong to your servant Jacob. It is a present to my Lord Esau. And behold, also, he also said, it's behind us. Then he also commanded the second, the third, and those who followed the drove, saying, after this manner, you should say Esau when you find him. Do you know what happened? He's broken. Remember in part one, I said that the scripture said that Esau would break that yoke off his brother's neck. But did you hear what he's saying? He's calling him Lord. In other words, he's trying to, trying to buy him. In other words, trying to share what God has given him with. And then so he's, you know, he's in this situation that, you know, he's afraid for his life. He's afraid for his children. He's afraid for everybody because he know that he wronged his brother. But can I tell you, God got a plan. Now we're going to go down to verse 24. Then Jacob was left alone and the men wrestled with him until daybreak. And when he saw that he had not prevailed against him, he touched the socket of his thigh. So the socket of Jacob's thigh was dislocated while he wrestled with him. Then he said, let me go for the dawn is breaking. But he said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. So he said to him, what is your name? He said, Jacob. And he said, your name should no longer be Jacob, but Israel, for you have strived with God and with men and have prevailed. Then Jacob asked him and said, please tell me your name. But he said, why is it that you asked my name? And he blessed him there. And so Jacob named the place Penal, for he said, I have seen God face to face, yet my life has been preserved. Now the sun rose upon him just as he crossed whew, over to Penal, and he was limping on his thigh. Therefore, to this day, the sons of Israel do not eat the sandwich of the hip which is on the socket of the thigh because he touched the socket of Jacob's thigh. Jacob got a name change. He wrestled with God and he prevailed with God, also prevailed with men. Now let's, this is, this is the finale so we can, we, we, can, we can get up on out of here. Then Jacob lifted up his eyes and looked and behold, Esau was coming and 400 men with him. So he divided the children among Leah and Rachel and the two maids and he put the maids and the children in front, Leah and her children next, Rachel and Joseph last. But he himself passed on ahead of them and bowed down to the ground seven times. And two, he came near to his brother. Then Esau ran to meet him, embraced him, and fell on his neck and kissed him and wept. See, and then see, he, he wept. He said, and he lifted his eyes and saw the women and children and said, who are these with you? So he said, the children are whom God has graciously given, your servant. Then the maids came near with their children and they bowed down and Leah likewise came near with her children, they bowed down. Afterward, Joseph came near with Rachel and they bowed down. And he said, what do you mean by all this company which I have met? And he said, to find favor in the sight of my Lord. But Esau 
I have plenty, my brother. Let what you have be yours. And Jacob said, no, please now I have found favor in your sight. Take my presence from my hands. For I see your face as one who sees the face of God. And you have received me favorably. Please take my gift, which has been brought to you. Because God has dealt gracious with me. Because I have plenty. Thus he urged him and he took it. Hallelujah. Let me tell you something. God would be with you in the midst of everything that you're going through. Did you see how Israel, I didn't call him Jacob. You see how Israel humbled himself, called his brother Lord. He said, your servant. God had brought him down to a place so much of humility that he got a name change. He was never Jacob ever again. So I want to let you know today, whoever you are, whatever people say about you, you have a right to change. And let's pray. Oh, precious Father, in the name of your son, Jesus Christ, I just thank you for today. I'm glad, Father, that you give people name change, that you change their circumstances. Whether anyone sees it or believes them, what has happened to them, Father, but you do it all the time. God, you are so good. I love you, Father. I thank you for your people. I pray that you bless them, Father, that you show up. In Jesus' name, amen. Remember, whatever's on your heart and minds, God, heart and mind, you're not alone. Remember, I can't wait to get back to you with another message of love and hope and inspiration. I want to say, be blessed this holiday season, and I'll be talking to you again. Love you. Bye-bye.